Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Diane Gies has experienced what some may say is more than her fair share of life's challenges. When her first child was born with a congenital heart disease, she felt like she was being punished. Then in 2010, unimaginable heartbreak hit when her stepson passed away suddenly. As she approached her 50th year of life, she vowed to make it special. Three days later, she received the devastating news that she had been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Paralyzed by fear, Diane felt powerless and resigned. Following years of introspection, she found power and freedom by recognizing that nothing happens to us and everything happens for us. Today, Diane is a speaker, life coach, Chopra certified meditation teacher, author, and social worker who dedicates her life to helping others remember their self-worth. Diane is living proof that beauty exists on the other side of life's challenges and that each of us has the capability and responsibility to find it. Welcome, Diane. Thank you so, so much for having me. This is amazing. I'm looking forward to our chat. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. I think it's such a nuanced yet impactful distinction to transition from a perspective of this is happening to me to understanding and appreciating that this, quote unquote, is a life lesson happening for me. Was there a pivotal moment that allowed you to truly grasp this concept? And how did it help you come out of what I'll say was the darkness of feeling powerless and fearful to the beauty on the other side of all of that? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, as you know, the the introduction was kind of <laughs> saying a little bit about kind of my, my past and, and where I've come from. And, and each time there's kind of this this darkness that that I came out of, but I never really truly felt that I I came out of it fully. I just kind of mm. thought, well, I guess you know everything happens for us, and I'm going to try to find the the lesson in this. And, uh, and I don't think I truly ever ever did. I mean, I I said all the right words. I would you know coach people and say you know everything happens, um, you know for you, not to you. But I think the true pivotal like the, the change in my life that that kind of uh changed the whole trajectory of my life was was the the diagnosis of stage four cancer I had been sick for four months on and off and it was mm. basically misdiagnosed and so when we thought that we found the answer which was just an infection uh and and later found out that it was cancer I thought to myself you know dying is not an option right now like I have children I yeah. have things to do yet in life. And um, so I had to kind of say, well, what what is the lesson here? I had to really truly dig into why, why is this happening? If, if, if I truly believe that everything happens for us, that we're here as beings to experience life, um, the lessons that we learn are through our life experiences, then I have to take this example as well. So yeah, I, I did a lot of reflection and it, it was, it was just uh, realizing, you know, after this, that, that um, 
if you if you stop and listen, uh, you'll get the answers as to why this is happening. But many of us are so caught up in, um, you know, this is happening to me, and why why does this always happen to me? Why do bad things happen to me? Um, mm-hmm. It's easy to fall in that in that uh, kind in of that, that spiral. Path, yeah. yeah. And I love that you were so transparent about the fact that, you know, there isn't some miracle cure for grief and for pain and for heartbreak yeah. and loss that will always be a part of who you are. So I love that you're distinguishing between that sort of perfection. Oh, now I am healed and everything's you wonderful. Ne- and that's not reality, no, right? Not um, at all. <laughs> right. So there's no magic solution, but we've talked a lot about self-reflection. How did you allow yourself the space in your already very full life to do that? Um, in 2018, when I was um, finding myself doing so many different things, I have a very eclectic background in terms of like what I do. I teach, I do, um, you know, I, I coach. I worked at the hospital at the time. I worked in microbiology as well. Um, I was doing a lot of corporate Uh, travel as well so I was all over the place but bottom line what I was doing was keeping myself busy and I was ignoring Mm. the messages that I was being given my body was breaking down I was getting tired I was exhausted but I thought no I've got things to do and um, I remember asking the universe saying I just I need more time Um, I just you know how you just don't have enough time in a day Uh, and um, and I in hindsight, you know, you kind of get these little things that happen where you can take that break, but I was too busy to take the break. <laughs> right. Like, okay. You weren't allowing anyway, yourself to do that. You weren't allowing to, because I, I now realize it was because I was just trying to be enough. I had to be enough mm. for my coworkers, for my family, for my friends, for uh, you name it. I had to be enough. And so I just didn't have the time for myself. And Bottom line is after my diagnosis, I realized that I had asked for time and I wasn't listening. And when I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, you have nothing but time. And so that's when my journey began. I had nothing but time to journal, reflect. Um, And so I came up with kind of all these other things like, you know, the answers that came to me were, you know, am I enough? And, And when I realized, you know, I had a group of people that had kind of uh, pulled together and uh, had an event for me for a fundraiser to help pay for some of my alternative care. I, uh, it was that moment that I realized that I was enough, that I'd done something in my life that, that made a difference and and people kind of rallied together and, and helped me through that. That's so lovely. And I think a great example of how important it is for us to truly value and celebrate the people around us who show up when we need it the most It's equally important, though, for us to go inward and find our own sense of being enough and own sense of determination. Was that true for you? Um, You know what I I I remember thinking to myself, there was just I was first and foremost, I was paralyzed by fear. And that's what the majority of us are. We're when we're fearful, we cannot think. And I mean, that's like a you know, even when you think about how your brain works and how your, you know, the whole, the chemicals that are produced in your body that, that puts you in a state of fight or flight. I mean, you cannot think properly. And so I allowed that to kind of work through its, it, you know, through my system, the fear and whatnot. And then, um, you know, I later thought to myself, well, what's greater than fear and, and it's love. And so mm-hmm. my love of my, my family, my love of 
my, you know, the, the passion that I had for, for making a difference in the world, I had, that was greater than my fear. That's kind of where I started. And I thought, well, do I let fear take over or do I, do I fight for what I want in life? And uh, yeah, at that point, I, it just kind of, uh, it went from there. I mean, easier said than done. Uh, obviously, it was a lot of reflection, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it, uh, it's not something that you can just resolve and say, "All right, life is perfect now." It's not because we're constantly being given um, lessons in the form of life experience, and and when you really truly grasp that, it really is freeing. It's just such a I know you feel like you have so much more control when you know that, okay, there's a probably another life lesson happening sometime uh, in the next little while. And how am I ready for it? Like, Hey, what, what, what's this all about? I love that you mentioned control. Cause I think part of fear is a fear that you're losing control, mm-hmm. that things are chaotic. A lot of us like things to be sort of structured and in place. And then you feel kind of calmer when you have the illusion that things are in your control. But what you you just said is you feel more in control when you actually accept what's outside of your control. How do you identify that and allow yourself to feel all the emotions that come along Mm -hmm. with them? Yeah, I mean, good question. You know, one thing that I had to really peel back, and this is this is what I refer to as like peeling back that onion, you know, the, the peels of the onion, and there's a lot of crying that goes along. Crying <laughs> is very healthy, I think. It's it very healthy. Every, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It does. <laughs> but here's what I realized, like many of us live with with anxiety as well. This yes. is just the state that we're in right now, especially given the last several years with the fear of COVID and, and all that that came along with that. And so, so many people are living in this kind of this uh, state of anxiety and, and that feeling of the doom and gloom. And so my best advice is to kind of acknowledge, okay, when we talk about anxiety, anxiety is a a feeling or something that that's creating that heart palpitations or that nauseous feeling or that whatever it is, that's a feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you look at, if you can, if you can say, all right, so what is it? that I'm thinking about right now that's causing that feeling. And often it's some kind of fear. Well, fear comes from past experiences because really, if you if you look at some of the, the past traumas and, and um, disappointments or failures or whatever you wanna call that we've had in the past, it's triggering. And so what'll happen is we um, will associate that with the fear, fear of. So I have to say, well, what is my fear? What, what am I fearing right now? Well, I'm fearing loss, loss of what? And so for me, if I can backtrack it and say, if I feel fear, I'm obviously feeling that I'm, I'm going to lose something. Well, what am I going to lose? Well, in the past, it was something like the loss of a life, um, mm. loss of control of my, um, you know, my environment or whatever I'm, wherever I am, um, the loss of self, the loss of um, uh, dignity. I don't know. There's a whole list of things that I fear loss of that based on my past experiences. And so that's kind of how I work through any kind of fear that I'm feeling right now is I'll say, okay, so clearly the mind is deciding to do some, some tricks. The mind doesn't know any different between what's currently happening to us and what happened happened in the past. Yeah. And so um, and so often we'll sit there and we'll just feel anxious or, or we'll, we'll feel 
fearful. What am I, what's going on right now? Oh, okay. So I can associate, let's say, for example, I've had a day where I felt out of control with my class, say, for example, or my, my, uh, wherever I am. And that associated, that associates itself with the fear of loss of my control of my, you know, um, myself or my uh, dignity or whatever, my confidence or whatever. And right. so that's kind of how I, I backtrack when it comes to to that. So for me, also adding to the fear of health, uh, the loss of my health or, or my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, that's a huge trauma um, that doesn't go away easily. And so I have to be aware of my triggers. So things that will trigger that where I might think that I'm, I'm at risk of losing my life. You know, if I have a, uh, I don't feel well, all of a sudden I'm anxious, you know? And so I have to say I'm fine. I just, I'm being triggered by past experiences. So. How do you take that moment and identify a trigger? Like, how do you learn? Oh, I've been triggered by that as opposed at that point, your brain's already in that kind of panic state. Right. So Mm -hmm. So I think, once again, you backtrack and you look at kind of, okay, I'm, I'm feeling something right now and I, and it's uneasiness, anything other than, you know, I'm not feeling happy. I'm not feeling joyful. I'm feeling uneasy. Okay. So if I'm feeling uneasy, so this is work that you have to do kind of on the side, you journal, you sit down and you say, what is, what does anxiousness represent to me? Like when I feel anxious, I'm what Mm -hmm. for me, it was, I'm fearful. Okay. What am I fearful of? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I fear the lo- loss. That's loss. Loss of what? And so I had to really break that down, do some homework, mm. look at what loss, loss of what for me. So that'll be different for everybody. And again, it'll be based on your past experiences. This is where I talk to people about their whiteboard of life and the, oh. the messages that they carry with them on their quote whiteboard. And they okay. carry these past messages with them that have tr- that that are that have triggering effects. So if we've had past experiences where say for for example we were humiliated, we were mortified because something happened, we carry that with us. That's a trigger. So for example, you are now in a situation that's totally different from what you've experienced in your past but it is triggering that humiliation or that humiliating feeling. Um, So that's where you have to be aware of your messages from your past, your experiences from your past, what they did to you. Were you humiliated? Were you fearful? Were you sad? Were you hurt? Um, Those are your triggers. And so when we are in everyday life, we might have things that happen that will again, trigger your, that, that feeling that comes out. And that's where you have to say, okay, it's, it's not really happening. This is just a trigger and we need to figure out how do we deal with the situation right now, as opposed to, you know, it's, it's not what it was before. It's very different. So. Right. And dealing with it and actually processing it is very different than suppressing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you allow yourself to feel everything and not get stuck and or try to erase it <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh and that's what we do you know and, and it's again it's um I think it just depends on where you're at at the time as well yeah. you can't right <laughs> um and I say this to my kids all the time I have two adult children which are I mean they're just fabulous humans Tyler who, my son who was born with a congenital heart disease I mean he thinks and looks at the world very differently mm. and um and so his trigger has always been you know 
health and he fears a lot and he's an adult he still says mom I I fear but he's 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 a man and he doesn't he's not he shouldn't you know he feels he shouldn't be walking around emotional Mm. and and I said buddy you know you need to still acknowledge what you're feeling and be okay with it and let it out but like you said um don't get caught up in it. And, and there's a difference between acknowledging, feeling it, where's it coming from? Is this happening to me right now? No. Okay. So let's just, let's now move on. Um, suppressing it is basically saying, I'm just going to ignore what I'm feeling. I'm going to go have myself a gallon of ice cream or a bottle of wine or, you know, whatever you do. And that's, there's, there's a difference, right? People do some self, you know, soothing by uh, not, you know, they have toxic habits um, that I've talked about in my, some of my um, meditation practices, you know, we acknowledge toxic habits and those Mm -hmm. are just covering up what you're feeling. Right. 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 You're not allowing yourself to process. I'm a big believer that, you know, all of the whole spectrum of human emotions is meant to be experienced at some point in some way. I think if you don't allow yourself to feel and you don't allow yourself to experience emotion, you are missing out on something about being a human being. (laughs) So can I tell you, I truly with every fiber of my being believe that, um, a lot of my my cancer was brought on through suppressing so much of my past trauma and when you and that wouldn't be you know I think modern medicine they would you know western medicine they would argue that they'd be like genetically and but I have done so much research and I actually spent I was I was fortunate enough and privileged enough to spend time with Deepak Chopra's team I went to Arizona for a week and um, I did a full body scan, emotional, psychological, physical cleansing. And when you talk about kind of Ayurvedic living, that's been around Mm. for much longer than Western medicine. And they, um, you know, they knew about my condition that I had beat stage four cancer. And I did not tell, they didn't know anything about my, my life, nothing. They just knew my, my condition. Mm-hmm. And so when I got there, they, uh, they could tell me to a T what my life was all about from the time wow. I was a child to my adulthood on based on where my cancer was. And they said, that's where you stored your all of your negative energy. Um, and so it just was never released, you suppressed it, you kept it in and, and ener- it's all energy. And it's all stored in your body. Um, you yes. know, people have, and, and I can give you a simple example. I mean, you know, if you stress over something you get your stomach starts getting you get indigestion and that's because you're kind of putting yourself in a state of fight or flight which at that point heart rate goes up digestion you know your metabolism everything slows down and so you get you know nauseous so you don't feel well you can't digest your food well that's just a small example of of how your body reacts to um you know stress in general and and how you store it so you store it you ignore it yeah and And your entire life story is is held in in your body and to release that is i think different for everybody and where you hold it is different for everybody but understanding that i think is really Mm -hmm. important and hopefully would trigger people to take better care of themselves physically yeah. And that was my lesson in general. Uh, if there's any lesson that I give now, and that's why I kind of pursued, you know, going to certify as a meditation uh, teacher mm-hmm. through the Chopra um, uh, 
you know, through, through Chopra. But um, it, it was just because I, we just don't take that time out for ourselves. We're just too, too busy um, trying to be more and trying to do more. And that yes. we just, you know, we just don't take that time for ourselves. Had I taken that time, I really truly believe I probably wouldn't have been in the position uh, that I was in. Perhaps cancer was inevitable. Let's just yeah. go with that. But I don't yeah. believe that it. I would have been at a stage four. I really don't. When I think there was just yeah. It, yeah it, it got it got left, um, and then of course it was after that it was misdiagnosed, and so and there's a series of events that happened there that that had I paid attention, uh, I I don't believe I would have been where I where I was. So yeah, yeah. and it, it it's um it's all in line with what you were talking about before that you were trying to be enough for everybody else. So you probably weren't actually paying attention to what was going on with yourself. But what I will say is it is really inspiring to see how you gained such a deep understanding of yourself and learned so much from everything you have faced so far. You've in turn become a beacon and a guide for others to do the same in their lives. But what do you do on a daily basis in your daily life to leverage all of your learnings? I, I make a point of every single day waking up and saying, how can I, how can I make a difference in someone's life that that's gonna, whoever it is that's going to cross my path? I don't know who it's going to be today. Um, I mean, there's the obvious, the family, the coworkers, but you just don't know whose life uh, you need to or that you can change so whether it's a you know Tim Hortons I pick up my coffee I gave one of the the workers there a gift card because I thought you know you work so hard and it was so, so stressed nice. out I could tell and, and and now I see six months later I see the impact that I've had on this woman's life she's always like hi then. she's <laughs> so happy but I mean this is what we should do every day. Just wake up and say, how can I make a difference in anybody's life, you know, that, that I cross paths with. And that's how you build your community. That's how you build, I don't know, um, trust with people. And I don't know. And then when it comes to your time, I suppose that's when they all come to you. That's just how the world works, I guess. I know sometimes people are like, you're just so airy fairy. I'm like, I don't know. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I just like, I was like you're very, you're incredibly humble, which I think is <laughs> kind of beautiful because, you know, as you're speaking, I'm like, who wakes up in the morning and thinks, <laughs> how can I make or whoever I run into's world a better place today. Like, I think that's <laughs> such an incredible way to live. And I'm going to try and emulate you. <laughs> it's, and you know, it seems, like I said, it does seem very cheesy or like I said, you know, I'll have my kids will roll their eyes. They're like, Oh my God, mom. I'm like, no, I don't I know. I'm just like, it, it, it changes how you're approaching your day. And instead of being annoyed by someone, potentially, you know, you go into Tim Hortons and the person working there is stressed and unhappy and cranky. You're like, well, that's annoying. You know, that nice. ruined my experience. Instead of that, you turned around and gave to them and in turn made your experience. Oh. So, so I really think it's about the energy you put yeah. out there. And it's not about toxic positivity because that is dangerous unto itself. Yeah. That's a form of suppressing. It's a form of just you know, covering up and pretending that everything is wonderful is actually unhealthy, which kind of goes back I to the so, feeling all, all experiences and emotions, right? Ah, uh, yes, I so agree with you. And that's that, you know, where they, and I always say that um, positive affirmation, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's 
not a good thing. You know how they'll say, oh, just say everything is lovely. Everything is great. <laughs> As people are gritting their teeth when they're yeah. saying it. I'm like, oh, yeah. that just it. And eventually they think they'll, it'll happen. You know, it, it, well, if I keep saying it, maybe it'll, it'll happen. But yeah. no, I genuinely wholeheartedly, you know, uh, I, I genuinely wake up every morning and say that I say how, and I ask the universe and my, my higher beings guide me to whoever needs to, to see me today or, or wow. whoever I need to. And I trust that sometimes, and, and as I said, I'm an instructor in, in the school and, and I have adult students that I work with and they can get pretty grumpy. <laughs> and so the grumpier certain ones are, the more I think to myself, okay, you, I just asked. And I said, lead me to whoever you need to, whoever needs to see me or hear a message or whatever. And so when I do get these grumpier than usual students or people that come across, I think to myself, okay, well, I asked and this is who who was just delivered. So yes, if you're ego driven and if you're stuck on yourself and going, you know what, I don't deserve this and I don't need you with your attitude and uh, then then that's, that's where it's going to go. And you leave your day going, well, that was just a crappy day because I ran into this and this, as opposed to, well, I asked the universe to lead me to whoever or whatever I need to, to do today. And right. so when these things happen, you kind of go, oh, all right. Okay. So this is my, this is what I, this is my challenge. This is what I need yeah. to do. So, but again, the, the key there is to, to live a non-ego kind of driven mm. life. And that's a very difficult thing. That that's is a very thing, difficult though. That yeah. is, yeah. I think, the challenge that all of us as humans, we all come yeah. with ego and, and to overcome that is, is extremely mm. difficult, but um very freeing once you do and it's not easy and that's because we live with a coat of armor like we we've had so many experiences and and disappointments in our life all of us have I don't care who you are I don't care what kind of a wonderful life you have you've had disappointments you've had some form of shame you've had some form of fear uh trauma something uh, mm-hmm. that creates the ego. The ego is basically something that is, is the you that tries to protect you and the you that is not allowing you to get hurt again. And so right. when you feel threatened, your ego kicks in and says, you know what? I don't deserve this. You don't. And right. And so then of course this whole big kind of dialogue happens, yeah. but I've, I've come to terms with, <laughs> I've had my share of trauma and hurt and betrayal and oh my gosh you name it I could go on and on but I am one thing I'm not is a victim I'm not a Mm. victim because you know because of what happened that was an experience that I feel like I was chosen to have to experience and to somehow teach the other person or 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 perhaps share my message um and I think I think that's yeah the latter is the part that yeah yeah. But you're doing wonderfully. Like you've dedicated your whole life to now coaching yeah. and teaching and helping other people, which again, I think is, is really incredible. You know, we talk a lot about authenticity and finding and listening to your authentic self, but a lot of people actually struggle to find or hear, or um, I think get centered enough to actually understand the core of who they are. What would you say is a good sort of starting point for people who are potentially like in a struggle right now, trying to figure out which direction they want to go in? 
Um, one of the things I'll say to my, my clients or even my students uh, when they struggle, um, I'll say to them, you know, and, and I heard this years and years ago and I use it. So I can't, I don't, I don't say that I made this up, but I, I use it every day. And that is um, if you can get through a day with nothing to hide, nothing to prove and nothing to defend, then I believe that you are living your true authentic self. And that is we my need motto. To say, that is say my, that again. Yeah, my <laughs> mantra. Everybody yeah. says that. Say that again because yes. that sounded very powerful. And if you want to ask, if you ask me, how can you live authentically? Try, try your best. And it's mm -hmm. easier said than done to get through a day with nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to defend. If you can do those three you are living authentically or as close to authentic as possible. So here's how I say this to my students, my clients. I'll say, when you are in a situation and you are feeling uneasy, you're either angry, sad, depressed, something. What are you, are you trying to prove something? Are you mm -hmm. trying to defend yourself or something else? Or are you trying to hide? So are you trying to hide that, you know, sometimes we hide uh, that we are, uh, people don't know our real selves. We just walk around happy and we're just fine. Mm. And we're hiding the fact that we're actually so broken inside. Yeah. Many yeah. of us hide that. We're really yes. good at doing that. Uh, yeah. Are you trying to like prove? To be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other topic whole in other and of itself, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather hide and I'd rather say I am great. And And for years, for years, people would say, wow, she, for, uh, about me, they would be like, wow, she's got it all put together and she's amazing and she's so happy and positive and cheerful and life is perfect, but had no idea behind closed doors that I was just absolutely broken. Yes. Um, so I was hiding for years. Uh, proving, nothing to prove. Well, anytime you're in a, some kind of a kerfuffle with somebody or something, you're, you're genuinely or probably trying to, to prove yourself or prove something. Mm -hmm. Or are you trying to defend? What are you trying to defend? So somebody is um, not agreeing with you and now you're trying to defend your point or defend what you're doing or defend, right? So every single time without fail, I've been talking to clients and people in general, like just in general for years and said, you know, um, you probably are doing one out of the three, if not two or three out of three. Every yeah. day. Every day. And so yeah. some people can master and say, oh, I have nothing to hide. No, I, I'm good. I, I have nothing to defend either. But then they'll stop and go, oh, yeah, I definitely have things to prove. And yeah. people who genuinely are, you know, I've had clients, for example, that are very um, seemingly successful. You know, they have they're at the top of their pay grid. They've got all kinds of accolades and their titles. And uh, yeah. but it's not enough. They're still going and they're miserable and they're just. And I said, what, what do you, what are you trying to prove? And they'll kind of go, oh, oh. and then the question is whose definition of success are you living? Yes. What part of you did you have to give up in order to achieve that success? And so yeah. that's the, the, the big, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, two days trying to prove myself. Yeah, yeah, and it's not going to change in in a moment when you realize, oh, yes, I've been measuring myself against someone else's values, somebody else's definition of success. But it goes back throughout your whole life, what you've been taught success is, what you've been taught your values are, what you 
you know, even if you moved or if you experienced something new, you're like, oh, there's a whole new set of values that I need to measure up to now. And it's cumulative to, so I don't want people to think that, oh, you know, I'll recognize that I'll be good. No, this is a, no, very no. much a journey, right? Like it's constant It's just the work. beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of your kind of what I like to call your soul searching. It's, it's yes. when, you're, when you start looking at, ah, okay. And this is why my talk, my whiteboard of life talk is very popular. I get asked to come to companies and talk to them about their their whiteboard of life and and that's where we start looking at we we actually make it's an exercise where we'll sit and we'll say okay what are some of the messages that you've been given and culturally uh you know you know many cultures have certain things that you know they have to follow certain rules or or you're just going to shame us if you don't do this so this is a message that's placed on your board that you carry with you and all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh or um societal messages too society says oh this is what you need to right and so if you don't follow that what happens there um you know gender roles too like I mean what what are the pressures there like it's just insane how many messages we carry with us and until you look at what those whiteboard messages are that you've been carrying and I use the example for me uh, I was raised in a, a home to um, my parents uh, came from a war torn country. They escaped, they came to Canada, didn't speak English, had no, nothing to their name. They fought right. hard to, you know, succeed. And my dad told me at a very young age, I remember this being like very young. And he said, you have to have money in order to be successful. And that was, that's, he yeah. just wanted me to be successful, but that I was a survival that. thing for him though, right? Exactly. He had to yeah. make it work in this new place. So, and he, he couldn't speak English. He was, he was, you know, um, so many people had kind of fooled him and he felt he, he was humiliated. And so yeah. he used to say, don't trust anybody, you know, but mm-hmm. that was his experience. It wasn't mine. Sure. I was just yeah. little, and I was like, okay, I won't trust anybody. I don't know. Like my dad yeah. said, and he just wanted to protect me. But these are yeah. all messages that I kind of carry through my life that money equated like to, to success. And so I, yes. I did everything I could to make money and, and I yes. did. And by the time I was 26, I owned my own house and I, but I was miserable. And yeah. I realized that I was not living my definition of success. And that. Money equals success, success equals your worth. It's a whole kind of cycle that sets you up yeah. for that, right? And yeah, yeah it's intergenerational yeah. and really and you don't want to disappoint. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pressure. And then who puts the pressure on you? It, eventually, it's just you. It's You're yourself. the only one. Because when you turn around, you go, wait, nobody's telling me to do this. I just train myself to. And you put the pressure on you. Like, wait a minute. I've been my own worst enemy, which we are. And that's exactly what led me to where I, like right around, like I said, 2018 was, was when I kind of, I hit the peak of my kind of the beginning. It was the beginning of the downfall. And then of course I I found myself. Swung back up again. Yeah. 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 Life, you know, we always say life has ups and downs, but it truly does. And I think that's what the journey is about if it was just one flat straight line it'd be pretty boring <laughs> yeah um, I, I mean some boring. people say I'd be good with it I'm like well I don't know but which is you know my my background psychology and I studied human behavior and you know we, <laughs> we need that challenge but I think yeah. it's how we respond to it that is the key that makes the difference so yeah. it, are you learning from it and if you mm. keep getting these lessons then obviously you haven't learned so you know 
yes and the same lessons will come around again and again and again until you learn it or it gets louder the message gets louder and for me my my message was I I you know in hindsight I can look at kind of the the messages that I was being given through life lessons provided what I believe is to the higher power and through universe you know saying hey here's your lesson and I was like no thank you no, thank you. No, not ready no, yet. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm good. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, are you listening now? So we're going to yeah. just, how about we, we do this. And so yeah. for me, and I think you'll hear this a lot is people who have this life crisis and all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I woke up and I realized, you know, life is beautiful. It's like, well, you shouldn't have no. to get to that point. Yeah. Right. Life is cyclical in nature. It's wonderful right now. And at one point it will be a definition of wonderful. And then it's going to kind of goes back to that, um, uh, the spectrum of, you know, if you had that flat line kind of life, I, I suppose you wouldn't know the difference because you, you wouldn't know what real joy is if you haven't been sad ever in your life. You 100%. I just literally went through this with my daughter who, uh, who ended her and her boyfriend of three and a half years. They ended, yeah. except that, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's like the most painful. Oh, oh it's horrible. Um, yes. And so <laughs> I said, you know, right. And, and they go through these stages. It was like, Oh my gosh, like that was all fake. And it wasn't a real relationship. I said, that's not true at all. Like your, your relationship yeah. was so real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? But it served its purpose. It taught you how to love. It taught mm-hmm. you what you want in a relationship. It taught you also, hopefully, what, what you, don't. you don't want in a right? Yes. And so as opposed to they're dead to me, never happened. I don't even know what that relationship is all about. No, take it mm-hmm. and learn from it and say, oh, my gosh, I honor this. And thank you. Thank you to that person for, for teaching me. And that's they were placed yeah. in your life for a reason. Um, yeah. and we don't have control. I hate to say it, but we don't have control <laughs> for how long, right? We like to think yeah. we do, but, but yeah. we don't. And the sooner you believe or, or understand that you don't control your external world, you have to just kind of control your internal world. And that's the difference is that people try to control their external world. Um, the word control is really interesting and fascinating to me because there's a lot of who you are that is, it just is. And if you try to force and push and we try so hard all the time to control everything. But when you sit back and you hear people talk about just going with the flow, flowing with life and being in a rhythm and how that attracts so much more of what was meant for you, um, it can be really challenging in the world that we live in today to cut through all that noise and really get to the core of who you are. Oh gosh, you know what? You're so dead on on that one. And I we talk about this all the time is this generation is just not able to unplug. And do you remember no, like back yeah. in the day, you could unplug and- Yes, we didn't even and, plug in in the beginning. Like what right? was like social media didn't exist. It was, you no, know. No, and so. so now I think that's why more and more, I'm so grateful that they're actually starting to introduce- um, you know, um, meditation and yoga in high schools because schools, they're realizing yeah. that they have to, they have yeah. to unplug. Our yeah. senses are overloaded, and um, all the time. I'm an adult, I'm an adult, and I'm and I'm going through it too. I'm thinking, gosh, like right. I just need to stay off of TikTok for. <laughs> yeah, and right? it's and so Instagram. addictive. All of this stuff is time will just fly by as you're flipping through. 
-hmm. And the flipping through flashing messages are all adding to this whiteboard that you're going to have to carry around and it is jam-packed already. (laughs) Right? It's so jam-packed. And it's reminding you. It's reminding you of what you don't have. It's reminding you of what you wish you could have. It's reminding that's right yeah. oh my gosh and look at their life and they're traveling and why yeah. am I not traveling and so right I think yeah. that's that's and when I talk about you know you ha- you hit a good point you're right like in terms of controlling what is that word like what can yeah. you control there's not much yeah. but I think in terms of even internally just controlling your thoughts is is kind of where you know we can have control of our thoughts but um, mm-hmm. often we live very subconsciously and so, or unconsciously, our, yeah. our thoughts are what control us. So if we can yeah. kind of control that, that's where then you can just be. Here, yeah. this one told me, just because you have the thought doesn't mean it's true. A thought is just a thought yeah. and you can accept it for what it is and how you react to that and how you respond. Mm-hmm is is everything yeah and and i think if you if you understand how the neurons of the brain work too they're programmed they're wired from past experiences that's all it is is your brain is storing information and it stores information until you need it and so when you your senses and that's why we say we're so unable to disconnect like our senses like we're constantly looking seeing hearing smelling things that are reminding us or, or bringing up those past memories yeah. that are remi- that are saying hey this is what happened to you and then you have to control you're like oh my gosh I, I feel that out of control like you said all of right. a sudden you think that you have to control that and it's not happening you're just feeling like it is and yeah. that's where I go back to that's your trigger so what do you when you feel that you need to go back and say okay so what what in my past happened that caused me to feel what I'm feeling right now Right. That made this a trigger. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So it all goes back to feeling and taking a moment to understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and moving forward from there. Yeah. But you have to do some homework. You have to sit down. I feel it's that it's that associate for me. It was literally saying, okay, I feel this. This is like, I feel anxious right now. I feel very, very fearful. And then I have to say, well, what what does fear feel? You know, what, what does that yeah. mean for me? And for me, again, what does that mean for me? Exactly. Yeah. Cause everybody's the same. fear is not the same. If, if no. and I say this to all my clients too, I'll say, if I were to throw a, a like a, if there's a snake in front of us right now, one mm. of us would fear it more than the other, or 100%. maybe not like, yeah. right? like maybe I wouldn't fear it. you. What, like what, why? And that's because yeah. it represents something. Yes. So same thing. Everything that you go through in life, you can look at something and I'll look at the same situation and be like, what, what's going on? Why are you so freaked out when I'm not? Because it's triggering something. So for me, fear means loss. Mm. And then I said, okay, loss of, of what, what? And so then I back to my childhood. So loss of this loss of security, safety, uh, right. And then as you get older, self-esteem loss of, self-confidence, loss of life, loss of health, loss of time. Mm -hmm. And so if I feel like I'm running out of time or I'm like, I feel like I'm not controlling my schedule. I'm like, oh gosh, my day is going to be over soon. And so then I'm going to run out of time. Oh my gosh, there's your trigger. I'm running out of time. Well, it's time today, not time of 
I'm, I'm going to lose my life. Like, cause when you, when you're told you have stage four cancer, you're like, how much time do I have? To do live? I have? Yeah. That's yeah. a tra- That's a very traumatic kind of, right. Oh my but God, I can today, imagine. if I'm running out of time, oh, well, I didn't get my stuff done, but it's the mm-hmm. same feeling. Yes. It's your body responds feeling. in the same way. Right. And so you have to almost identify that and help, help yourself the way you would help your best friend navigate that because right. <laughs> I think right. a lot of us are very harsh and self-critical and you know whenever I'm asked would you ever talk to anyone else the way you talk to yourself like, oh that would no. be very mean and I don't do that <laughs> yeah. exactly so why would you do that to yourself is right. the question yeah well and again right so we've had our whatever our past experience was we've had to self-nurture we've probably had to yeah. you know especially if you've had trauma you've had to learn how to figure mm-hmm. it out or if you didn't have that support or whatever it might be. And sure. so that's how we learn. And it's like, come on, smarten up. What's your problem? What's, you know, <laughs> yeah. get up, yeah, and yeah. get up, get going. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. or if, or if you're with somebody and somebody says, why would, what's the problem? What's the big deal? And you're like, yeah, what is the problem? Geez. So, and then you yeah. self-talk and be like, yeah. Right. So yeah. we are, we, we carry our own little bully with us and yeah. uh, our bully, our bully tends to, be a little nasty sometimes a little little (laughs) bit vicious sometimes but again it goes back to you know your self-talk and how you how you find that space and place to give yourself some grace and some time and you know give yourself a break once in a while yeah yeah I agree I feel like I could talk to you for many hours more. <laughs> We're probably running out of time. Are there any closing words that you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up for today? You know what? I just, uh, you know, I always say to everybody, you are enough just the way mm-hmm. you are. And mm-hmm. I know it seems cheesy and I know it seems very kind of cliche, but you do need to take the time out for yourself as a, as a way of, of telling people how much I appreciate them. And um, whether I've met you or not, I, um, you know, I, I went ahead and uh, created a seven day wellness wake up challenge. It's free. It's for awesome. people to, to take advantage of it. There's no strings attached. It's my way of celebrating life and saying, please don't leave yourself to the point where know you get sick or you know eventually the body just can't do it anymore and there's a dis-ease yeah Yeah, there's an unbalance and your body's pretty strong it can do it for a certain amount of time but eventually if there's if there's that if it's not balanced it it will create disease and so my way of saying hey you deserve this you're enough I have created this uh, seven-day wellness challenge it's kind of five days of guided uh, little mini guided visualizations, meditations, uh, to just help you to start thinking, uh, based on, you know, toxic habits and, uh, creating little mini goals for yourself, uh, for those that are kind of saying, Hey, I don't even know how to start. I don't know where it's right. Uh, so you get a nice 70 page PDF booklet that's wow. a journal. Um, okay. so that is my way of saying, Hey, take advantage. And, uh, um, yeah, it's on me. I I love that. That's that's so generous and so kind of you. And I just, you're such a wonderful spirit. And thank you um, so much again for taking the time to share your story, your experiences, your wisdom. And I will put the challenge out there for everyone to try and 
approach their day with nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to defend. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, see how it Perfect. goes from there. <laughs> so, thank you so, again, so much thank for you. having me. Courage in Action is dedicated to helping women move forward from difficult circumstances and create their best lives. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to like, follow, and share it on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean. We appreciate your support and thank you for listening.